to the Meaningful Marketplace. I'm Sarah Massoni from Oregon State University's Food Innovation Center, where I've helped countless dreamers launch their new food products. It's the science of taking a food delight from the kitchen to mass manufacturing and still keeping its great taste. That's what I do. I've been called the woman with the million dollar palate, although I haven't tried to cash that check yet. Listen in weekly for real life stories. Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce and author of Preservation Pantry, modern canning from root to top and stem to core. I love inspiring business owners to get started on their journeys, encouraging folks to be part of their local community, and I'm excited to help business owners tell their stories. Join us as we explore the journeys of women entrepreneurs in the food and beverage industry. Good morning, and welcome to Missoni and Marshall, a meaningful marketplace. We're here weekly to discuss the life of small business owners. This is Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce. And Sarah Missoni of Oregon State University's Food Innovation Center. Sarah, how was your week this week? It was, well, last week was so hectic. Was it? Tell yeah. me about it. Well, we were preparing a bunch of food samples for Natural Products Expo West. Oh, yeah, for the other businesses. Did you hear? So that all happened this week, right? Yeah, and then slowly it started to crumble. Like, we were being epic workers last week, making all this crazy different food for people, and then they canceled it. They canceled the expo? Yeah. What? You didn't know that? No. Oh, you've been making too much I sauce, have been, honey. Like in my basement, not looking at anything yeah, or talking to they anybody working expo away. West. Oh, I had no idea. They had about sixty percent cancellation and then you know, people and all the buyers canceled. Oh no. All the major buyer companies have canceled. So Are they they just they just pulled the plug like the day before most people were going to show up to set up. Some people are already down there setting up. Do they think they're going to reschedule? or They're talking about it, but I don't think it's humanly possible. Yeah, I think that's tough because a lot of people are flying yeah. from all over. And there and was, you know, people lost money. and Yeah. That's hard. I was wondering, I, we, we do the um, cheese festival in Medford every mm, year, and yeah. there's kind of been talk between everybody of if they're going to cancel it or not, or, or reschedule it. Well, or, it's hard because uh, when you're serving people food, yeah, yeah. you want to do what's safe and for everybody. And there's like 100,000 people, and there are 10 people wide in a in yeah. the aisles and it was it's mayhem yeah well everyone be safe out there yeah number one fight wash don't your hands touch your face. <laughs> don't touch your face we've been doing if elbow you bumps do, with everybody touch it with a napkin or something yeah yeah Just don't touch your face and we want everyone to stuff. stay safe and healthy so yeah. do what you can well i went to um an instagram class i this saw week that with um judianne wu she's in my ladoms group and she did a instagram class uh, at Portland Cookshop, which I had never been to a class there before. So it was wow. really cool. I would recommend people looking up Instagram or the Portland Cookshop for classes. I think there's another one that's scheduled. But I was really feeling the pressure for our Masonian Marshall Instagram account. I know. She's like, I'm finding the best <laughs> place for our picture this morning. I'm well, like, because okay. I would just want to represent everybody that comes in and I want to take bad photos, but I'm also not a photographer. That's not my jam. Oh, you are. So I just wanted to highlight everybody in this great way. So yeah. I got some tips from Judianne. Oh, okay. And a lot Good of them were just to find some good natural light that I don't have to spend all this time photographing people's product because that's not why I'm with the people. I'm here to help tell their stories. Right. So spend the time with them and just nice. ask them to use their photos or or redo their photos that they already have because they oh. have these great representation for photos. Yeah. So I thought that was really good advice. That is good advice. Took some weight off my back. That's nice. <laughs> well, it was worth your time then. Yeah, it was totally worth my time. And it was really fun and I learned a lot and I hung out with a bunch of cool ladies and yeah. it was great. That's a great group. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, we're going to move on to food news. So uh, we didn't get any submissions, so I just made my own food news. I which have some <laughs> oh, you do? share when you're done. Cool. Okay. So um, Dirk and I are going to be at the Farmer's Market at PSU this Saturday. It's our first week back at the market. Um, because we do have all of these things happening and the weather is bad, it'll probably be not a very busy market. Mm -hmm. So I want to try to pull some people in from the community to come shop at the Farmer's Market because we will all be there no matter what. With their galosh. 
sunglasses on. Yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna have our rain gear. We're gonna have our heater probably. But um, you can come to the market, and if you mention Masonian Marshall, we will give you a free bottle of cranberry red jalapeno sauce what? to the first ten people. Ooh, we'll be there from nine to two, up, and then because you make the trek to the market, then you can come support all of those other businesses that have worked That's hard to be awesome there. Awesome motivation. So hopefully we'll see you. Dirk and I will both be there. Come say yeah. hi. So I'm going to talk about Elsie Dumble because she is preparing a Haitian celebration. It's on May 23rd, and it's going to be held at Apano. Cool. And she's really excited, and it'll be going up on to Eventbrite. I think tickets are reasonable, and you get to have a beautiful dinner with a bunch of excited people and traditional awesome. Haitian We food. love Elsie. Elsie was a guest on our show, I think guest number 12, if I remember yeah, right. Show number 12. New ones. Uh, so I'll post, once she has the tickets up, I'll post it on our Instagram that account be so people can, can find her. Mm-hmm. If you are a food entrepreneur and have a press release for us to announce, you can submit those at startupradio.com and we will help spread the word. Uh, we are joined in the studio. It's not just Sarah and I jibber-jabbering over here. Yeah. We're joined by Christine and Michael of Oomph Cooking Blends. Welcome, you guys. Hi there. Hi. Hey, good morning. Hi. We're so glad to have you both today. We're all crammed in the tiny studio. That's right. Getting cozy. <laughs> Why not? Well, we're glad to have you. You guys have been listening to the show, which is cool, because I remember after we very first started running into you both, and I think you were the first people that told me that you were listening to the show other than my mom. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so excited. I'm like, oh, someone's listening. <laughs> so thank you. I think Thanks we for welcome. It's awesome. Now. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, super good. Well, I wanted to tell people about Oomph Cooking, Cooking Blend. So when I um, went on your website to try to find a little poll, I this was the best grab that I found. And you tell me how I do. So Oomph Cooking Blends are an innovative plant-based solution to get healthy meals onto the table. How's that? Ooh. That's very good. <laughs> yes. We say uh, big flavor and nutrition in a pinch. Oh, that's a good Ooh. one, too. Can you describe your product for our listeners who don't know what it is? Sure. So we uh, dehydrate and mill vegetables and herbs, and then we combine them to scrumptious flavor profiles for cooking. They're really savory, functional foods that you can cook with. Ooh. Yes, very cool. And Sarah, you've had these before, right? Okay, cool. Me too. Um, we are so, we're so excited to have you because one of the things that I love that you do is that you really bring some health and wellness into people's lives and make it really easy to cook good, healthy food. Yes. And I wanted you to talk a little bit about why you started doing that. Well, that is actually uh, a major driver for uh, what we're doing and our deepest passion. We uh, began Oomph uh, by uh, our daughter has eczema and uh, severe food allergies. And so probably about seven years ago, yeah, seven, seven years ago, we uh, we started doing the GAPS diet, which is a gut and psychology syndrome diet. It's very much like Whole30, only we did it for four and a half years. And no grains, no dairy, um, no beans, no sugar, no alcohol. We really changed um, wh- how we were eating. And part of that was to help our daughter heal and uh, recover through food Um and we were, it's a very, um, it's a very steep learning curve when you do these kinds yeah. of things. Yeah. And we went from having a fairly healthy diet to having an extremely healthy and very limited diet um, where we were cooking 100% our, our, at home from scratch. And our goal was to really um, incorporate as much health and nutrient-dense food as that we could while still having our sanity. It's a very difficult process. So bone broths and, um, you know, lots of vegetables and herbs. And um, we were omnivores, so we're eating meat as well. But we really, um, we got a dehydrator in the process, and that was the very beginning. Um, So we... We, uh, you want to jump in there and yeah. talk about the... Uh, and at that same time, um, you know, with this sort of in, uh, intentional kind of approach on, on the way we were um, eating and preparing our food, um, uh, I had been taking uh, boot camps at the Culinary Institute of America mm-hmm. up in Hyde Park. Uh, we were living in, in New York. And um, 
learning how to build bases and learning how to properly do mirepoix and, and all these sort of essentials. And uh, that was uh, sort of the, the fusion moment, uh, having this sort of need from our, from our, our life, having this co- semi-commercial dehydrator at home and, and having that aha sort of moment of, of could we take mirepoix and actually take out some of the knife work and some of the sort of technical things to get that fusion to happen, to have that sort of synergy of those, you know, core ingredients. And, and you know, Christian and I are both uh, innovators in our career, and, and we kind of take that approach throughout life and kind of use that kind of process that we have had built professionally to a kind of uh, uh, attack this this kind of scenario that we were up against. And, and that was sort of just the that collision, that moment where everything sort of came together and we realized, wow, we, we, we kind of have something here. Mm. And then how do we take it in and out and, and do something with it? And it was really tasty. Yeah. That, that well, helps. that's the thing that I <laughs> love about what you guys do is that it tastes really good. And I think we come from this generation where people are used to, if something is like in a packet like this, it's like, um, you know, some kind of sauce mix or base mix, but it's mostly like chemicals and like weird flavoring and stuff like that because yeah. we came from that generation you know of like Lipton soup and everything and like cans of soup and to like build a meal but you guys really created this thing that's um, this natural beautiful product and it's delicious and it, you can start everything without doing all that prep work so it's really good for all of those families that are yes. trying to cook for their you know for their kids and they want to make something really great and they want to have something natural that you know this is wonderful yeah, it's really, and um, we talk about it as being very elemental. So it's um, back to the foundations, but the way that we process um, the veggies and herbs, it really does do something extra special. It's very synergistic. Right. Um, and when we say process, it's like we, we literally try to just uh, be very gentle in the, pro- in, in, in the steps to get from a, a wet um, vegetable to a, uh, or herb to a dry vegetable. So we were, we're really kind of just shepherding it along through through some steps that, you know, carefully take the water out and then we, we break it down into different sizes and things. And then talking about, you know, just the idea that we used to spend 100 years ago, we spent 44 hours a week in the kitchen preparing and, um, you know, getting meals ready. And right now, 100 years later, we spend five hours a week. And that is because we are all we all know this, how busy we are. And but we still have the aspiration to get something healthy on the table and um, do it in a way that you feel really good about it. And when you put a teaspoon of, you know, kale, parsley and ginger into your kids mac and cheese and they love it you feel pretty good. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's awesome. I was thinking about all my, you know, my daughter's six, so she started kindergarten. And so that it introduces you into a whole new world of people and what their children eat and how they eat. And I feel like I have so many, they eat bad. There's so many kids that come over and they're like, we don't, she won't eat any vegetables. And I'm like, what do you mean she won't eat any vegetables? But I feel like this is something now I can be like, hey, I have a really good tip for you. You can sneak (laughs) some of into their food because they have to eat vegetables. Oh they need gosh. to live. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And, and we we have um, actually a number of customers also that um, are, are heart patients. They have just had uh, oh massive heart attacks and big surgeries and They'll buy um, all of our line because... Reduce sodium? They reduce the no sodium. No sodium. Um, and um, they are on a very limited diet. And so... If they can get, if they can make their egg whites with eight different in eight different ways, that's a huge win for them. Yeah. So, I'm gonna um, gift some of these to my mom. My mom um, had a stroke recently, and she did all of the cooking for my dad. Like he ha- hasn't cooked ever really and now he needs to and so she like sits in the kitchen and has him do all this stuff but I think this is going to be a wonderful thing I know my mom is listening so mom you're going to get some of these but um so he could he doesn't have to do all of the prep stuff he can just use these to do some easy recipes and you guys have great recipes on your blog for people that they can make some easy food their social media oh my goodness we did (laughs) Uh, can you tell our listeners how to find you guys Sure, we are. Uh, we're on Instagram at Oomph Cooking, 
uh, and then we are at www.oomphcooking.com. Twitter is oomphcooking. It's all kind of oomphcooking out there. LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, oomphcooking will get you there. Perfect. And you guys can find them and you can see their story and you can get to their website and you can see all of their beautiful um, packaging, which we'll talk about in a minute. But um, yeah, you guys have a really good website. Nice job on that. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, it's uh, we are definitely a soup to nuts company. We do it all ourselves. So we're, you know, that's the way it is. Small business. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> I just wanted to add a little something on top of uh, you talking about um, a shift in, in people and who maybe didn't do cooking and now are doing it. And one of the things that we, we, we see and the feedback we get from, from customers is that there's sort of a confidence that they, they take away by using oomph. And it's, it's people who are um, novice or, or boil water, whisk eggs kind of folks, or people who are, you know, like the mom that's challenged to make uh, meals, or someone who's maybe on a more uh, elevated side. But there's a, an outcome. There's, you know, cooking is an interesting thing. It's like you can, you, you can do it so much. You can do it so much, but uh, when you when you're confident about something, your outcome is is good. Like every scoop out of out of our our packages is well balanced, right? And it's a recipe in itself. And so we, we, we're he- hearing that, that feedback loop that people feel good about the cooking they're doing. And it, it's, it, it, it's encouraging them to cook more. Yeah, and it's for us, nice. that's it's a great empowering win. for people. Yeah. I think yeah. it's really nice. We um, have been neighbors at a um, a, f- a few things, but recently when we were at the um, fancy food show, fancy food show yeah. we shared a table, and um, I loved hearing what people said to you guys about how excited they were about the product. So you know, we're there with all these buyers and yeah. media people and all these people, and I every time that Michael sometimes you know sometimes there's things are like overwhelming a little bit, right? There's so much going on, so. I would hear something and I'd be like, Michael, that person just told you you had the best thing at the show. Let's celebrate that. (laughs) There was a bunch of people that were like very excited about this product because they were like, we we need everybody need this. Who could not need this? Did you make any sales? Uh, we have some uh, things that uh, that are percolating off of that. We um, we don't have um, uh, we didn't land any big fish, but we do have some business that definitely came out of That's that good. show. And I think that for us, you know, for me, uh, um, it felt like I was pitching the company, you know, a yeah. hundred times in three yeah, days, exactly. and my my voice just got wrecked. Uh, but mm-hmm. you know, it was it was super exciting. I think you know you you kind of um, distill everything. Just, and it was sort of a, funny because we're taking things and we are sort of distilling them down in our dehydration process. But this was a distillation of the <laughs> message. And, you know, and it was, it's super energizing to have, you know, these sometimes tough conversations. You know, there's people who, who, who ask some tough questions at, at an event like that. And it was, it was exciting, you know, it was, it was cool to uh, have that kind of like uh, debut, so to speak. Yeah, it was nice. cool to be your neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best neighbor. <laughs> Thanks. Oh. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> that makes me feel good because sometimes I feel like, am I overwhelming to people? Because I'm no. just like, hey, we're doing this thing together. Oh, <laughs> we're <excited>. neighbors. <laughs> you're I wanted to get back to when you guys were in New York and you were having this idea. So you're cooking this different way for your family. You're taking these culinary classes. You're dehydrating stuff at home. But then what brought you from New York to Portland? Was there a reason you came? Well, I I was born in Southern California and raised in Bend. Okay. So I'm a Bend girl. Cool. Um, and my parents uh, still live there. Well, my dad, my mother actually passed away um, a couple of years ago. Um, but we really wanted to be back out west. Mm-hmm. I missed the mountains. Um, we'd worked out east for 15 years or so all around New York, New Jersey, Rhode Island, Minnesota. Um, Mm -hmm. So it was time to just come home. Yeah. Good. Well, we're glad you're back. (laughs) Welcome back to Oregon. (laughs) We're very happy to be in Portland in particular. What did you do in your previous life? So you were innovators and designers. Tell us about that. Well, so we are both industrial designers. We're both trained product designers. Um, and I went the path of um, kind of more front end. So I did a lot of medical products early on. Um, heart defibrillators, you see them around. They're red. I, heart, the HeartStream heart defibrillators, I did those. Uh, so we make things. We, you know, we can build. We draw. Um, and 
I actually even got further into the front end and ended up working at Mayo Clinic doing, helping them uh, with their innovation center, became their innovation catalyst and worked on large, like I would say massive scale uh, projects, wellness projects, um, looking at the experience of care from all different angles. Um, So, you know, it's, it, it, you know, I do a few other things here and there, but the thrust of my 22 years was really spent in um, design thinking and strategy and innovation around health and wellness. So, yeah, for me. That's big. Yeah. Uh, same. Uh, so, as Christine said, we were both industrial designers, um, different, um, different institutions we went to to learn that at craft. Uh, but uh, my path was... Um, working at sort of larger corporations, I would say, um, for a while and getting in in global design centers and and starting off, you know, cutting my teeth in um, the luggage and bag space. Um, And then, you know, worked for a lot of big marquee brands over the years um, and traveled all over the world and really um, built a understanding of making and, and, and interfaced with everyone from craftspeople to um, uh, manufacturing folks on lines, you know, right up to the boardroom. So I, I had this really interesting path of learning um, how to truly make stuff, you yeah. know, and, and not just make it like one time, make it so that it would be smart, sustainable, mm. uh, well, well, well produced, have a sort of integrity in, in it. And so that was uh, something that was super cool because. You know, it's it's an interesting sort of skill set to have, you know, to be able to come up with a, an idea that didn't exist, it was floating in the air, capture that idea, as Christine was saying, you know, sketching, drawing, 3D modeling, and taking it through that process was super cool. And so that something that stuck with me tremendously. I mean, before we most immediately came here, I was at Coach in New York City, uh, working in an advanced capacity inside of that organization and, you know, did some super interesting things. But, you know, food was always a passion, was always there. I mean, my, the backbone, the thread, I mean, through my, my youth and through our lives, you know, even prior to Chris, I mean, meeting Christine and then us together has always been, food has always been critical. Like we always made it a priority, you know, that, that was something that uh, was part of our life. I I got a question. Yeah. Do you ever use the line, now your luggage? <laughs> Do you know that line? No. Oh, shoot. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger said it in oh. one of those crazy movies he made. <laughs> he was killing an alligator and he oh. said, no, your luggage. Oh, that, that's awesome. <laughs> that's I have a funny, uh, yeah, funny uh, Alexander McQueen story. That's probably a little bit too long for this, but it has to deal with. We can tell that and, offline. Yeah, it's an offline conversation. <laughs> oh. Post it in your Instagram story. Yeah. Delayed, wow. great. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, that, you know, our, our process, I think, was sort of, you know, uh, innovators and, and design design leaders, design thinkers, and, and that was something that we definitely used in, in, in getting oof where it is. Do you think it's, it's helped big. in your manufacturing process, too? Like, do you guys, did you guys come up with any special tools that didn't exist for you what you do, or, or are you using the basics? We did, yes. We haven't developed any patentable tools at this point, but we certainly have um, uh, changed process processes processes um, and made them sort of adaptable to what we're doing. But I would recommend um, industrial design is an incredible background to have when mm-hmm. you're starting a business. It enables you to understand what it means to iterate, um, what it means to um, think differently about things. So I feel pretty pretty blessed actually at this point that that, that was part of our background because we you know, small batch runs. We just did a hundred little tasty eights for a group back east. A um, hundred um, influential women in business, and it was like a little production run. And that was absolutely, you know, our backgrounds really mm-hmm. help with that. Mm-hmm. And we are um, so. Oomph will uh, be getting bigger and be doing other things, and um, we are definitely incorporating some technological um, aspects uh, into some coming products that are very innovative. <laughs> That's I exciting. Mean, the, cool, the cool thing about um, it is that dehydration is like a super old process. Yeah. Like it's like one of the most 
earliest ways to preserve food. Yeah. And like we've taken that and then uh, brought it to a more modern place and, and got some uh, uh, science that we, we kind of connected to it in some sort of relevance, I think, that, what, like as Christine mentioned earlier, people really looking for the, the, the cleanliness and the ability to sort of feel good about what they're, that they're putting together into yeah. meals. That's yeah, great. super cool. We are going to take a quick commercial break, and we will come back and try some product and talk about flavors. Sounds great. Oregon State University's College of Agricultural Sciences and the Food Innovation Center are proud sponsors of the Meaningful Marketplace. Committed to serving all Oregonians with the mission to advance the science that lives at the crossroads of conservation and production. We are inspired by the creativity of food innovation new economic opportunities, and new experiences, because food brings people together. Speaking of food, we're going to taste some stuff right now. While you're pulling out the samples, they, um, since the packages are dry, they prepared some things for us to try. But I just wanted to talk a little bit about your packaging while you're getting your samples out because it's beautiful thank you i love the illustrations did you guys do those yeah so christine um she hand painted uh watercolor painted all of the vegetables i love them so much yeah we really wanted to sort of create um an extension of what we were doing you know technically and, and make a visual sort of representation of that and so there's sort of a you know, super clean uh, style, I think, with them. Yeah. They're very colorful, very punchy, and they uh, became sort of the anchor on the, you know, on the package, and it, it's it's become a super effective uh, tool for us. And we we did all of the graphic design on the, on the labels. We did all of that sort of concepting uh, well, ourselves. Well, I think that's where your background really came. It really shines because the packaging is beautiful. It's very clean, but it's... Um, it's really colorful and, um, you know, it transfers over time. Like it's, you know, watercolor paintings are mm-hmm. something that will always be beautiful. So and it's really it great. It stands out on the shelf. It's in the Yeah, yeah white it does. Package. It definitely yeah. does. We, we get a lot of that cool. feedback. I really like it. So tell us what we're going to try. Okay, so um, what we've done is we've taken four of our blends and we've rehydrated them. So that's sort of the, the, the general use how people... Them. Uh, get into using them. So it's either there's liquid or moisture in the in the food you're making, so you can readily it will readily rehydrate as you're cooking. Like simply whisk some eggs, or you could add it into um, rice or quinoa or couscous if you were steaming that, or maybe making a sauce, for instance. So we've taken, um, or the second option is that you bloom it, and so that's what we did for today. We we took. Um, uh, a small amount of um, uh, butter and water, and then we've added uh, a teaspoon or two of the oomph into that, and then it heated up and it starts to rehydrate that. Mm. And so the conversion is you get from basically the dry state to the wet state. And so this one, this first one we're trying is what I have the package for, and it's the batito. Batuto. Batuto. So it has onions, carrots, celery, parsley. And sweet. Yeah, it's it's interesting. There's, um, you know, as anything that gets reduced sort of amp- gets amplified, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're doing like a reduction um, or That's in nice. this case when we're dehydrating. So we, we have some natural nuances uh, that, that sort of start shining uh, when they get it into the dehydrated state. Mm, mushroom. Yeah, the second one is uh, shiitake umami. It's shiitake, shallots, um, white button, and ginger. Oh, it's delicious. It's yeah, almost it's, cheesy. <laughs> it is very umami, and that's that. That's that, and um, it's really good in things like meatballs. You can toss noodles in it. You can bloom it in the pan, a little bit of water, a little bit of olive oil or butter for 30 seconds, and then add it back into mashed potatoes. Is that one what was in the um, stuffed mushroom recipe that you guys posted? You have a stuffed mushroom recipe that's on the mm, blog. They're like, which recipe? I know, yeah. it's kind of yeah, old. I went back been, in time. Yeah, it could have either been the the Decel, which is our number one blend, oh, yeah. or the Shiitake Mommy. Or you could just put both in. Yeah, I want to make that one. Yeah, I mean, the, the mushroom, stuffed mushrooms are only a vehicle. You could probably flow any one of them. Yeah, of any of them in there. Yeah. I just thought that would be really fun. My um, mom used to make stuffed mushrooms when I was a kid a lot, so I saw mm. it and I was like, oh, I should make those. <laughs> yeah, we have a deviled egg recipe that's really fantastic as well, or you can make compound butters with these Yum. that are just kind of 
I asked Michael if he wanted to start another business and do compound <laughs> butters. No, but compound butters are in. Us right small now. business owners are always coming up with new businesses yeah. to start. <laughs> My yeah. husband's always like, "Oh, I think we're good with just the one." <laughs> the other outcome I think with oomph is that people have the ability to really hack any recipe. You know, because sometimes it's not always about a, a full blown recipe. But yeah. People have to open their refrigerator and say, "I have these four items left. What am I going to do?" I got some hungry mouths to feed. You know, how can I sort of now translate this into uh, something that everyone's going to eat? And so that's definitely Mm -hmm. a, uh, you know, you can imagine inserting, you know, a mushroom element to a lot of different things. And so it's like really uh, we encourage people to sort of have that level of, you know, sort of curiosity and experimentation. I think it's good. There's kind of two types of people out there. Like when you get into recipe writing world, there's the people that just need an idea and they will run with it. (laughs) And then there's the people that need you to tell them everything from Mm -hmm. how to open the package. And Mm -hmm. they need, they need it all laid out. My, my kitchen mate and I were talking last night about her mom and that she um, follows the recipe for making like ramen, like, like boiled noodles. Mm. She follows it exact to the, she has a timer for how long that she times it for. So there are people that need that oh, yeah. yeah, and it's great. And then there's people that don't. So you kind of have to, ha- you have to be ready for both. There are people who develop those recipes for those people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's necessary. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite flavor? Christy, I'm talking to Christine. You guys can't tell because I just made eye contact. <laughs> mm, she's pointing. Yes. Um, <laughs> Right now, actually, my favorite blend is the green blend. It's kale, parsley, and ginger. We're experimenting with a coal cannon. It's a Irish potato dish right now for a demo we're doing tomorrow um, at a Helvetia market, and it is it's so good. I I feel like it's a little sleeper. People see kale, and they're like oh, I'm Portlander, but you know, kale. I don't know, but it is so good. You can. It's so fine, and it's the only one that we have that doesn't have an allium, so there's not an onion, mm-hmm. so it goes both sweet or savory. Um, you can put it on your popcorn. It's just that's my favorite right now. Mm-hmm. That's um, something I feel like you can really market to a certain group of people too because we have a lot of people that come to the farmer's market that have um you know onion no allergies onions, yeah. or, or they can't digest no them very well and um but it's a great thing because there's not a lot of stuff out there like so we have a couple of sauces that don't have onions or garlic in it and the look on people's face when they find it is of such relief so i'd make sure on your website to like put, you know blow that up because there are people that need it and can't find it so let them know and we do have some uh, other uh, blends that we're in R&D phase right now. And so we have uh, some others um, that are sort of tracking on that as well that are non-allium based. How many um, blends do you have right now? Uh, right now, there's uh, the line is eight. So we have eight core core blends. And Michael, what's your favorite one? Um, that's a good question. So um, I, I think that uh, it's a draw between um, the shiitake umami, which you tasted. Um, I, I yeah. do like to make white sauces, and it's, it's fantastic. Like you can make a bechamel and add this to it, and, and then that can go towards a fettuccine alfredo or towards mm-hmm. a mac and cheese or, you know, that, that one I really, really love, the shiitake umami. It's just, and then the, the three-star is, is really beautiful and that is the scallion ginger garlic and those two are like or my 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 favorites now i mean i like them all and i use use them all they're just in different you know modes but those two hands down are probably my favorite yeah which ones do you sell the most of uh definitely the mushroom blends people are especially just there was um some a lot of news articles that came out over the summer about how good mushrooms are for us and for our brains and our, our minds keeping us healthy. And we saw certainly saw an uptick in our mushroom blends. That's cool. Uh, but the rest of them kind of come in and follow a close second. And then like sofrito will will bump up during the summer and batuto in the winter. And so it's there's a there's a there's an ebb and flow of of sales. But I think it's good we 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 um we overdeveloped this product in the beginning and then paired it back to the eight and so but we have uh, the commercial aspect of them is quite nice because they're clustered together. We don't you know like Christine said the mushroom ones definitely excel but we don't have a- any kind of laggers at this point. Yep. That's great. And you guys um, do this business together and is it just the two of you or do you have some employees? 
Well, it's three of us. It's myself, my husband, and our daughter, Ava, who is one-third of our team. We call her marketing and sales. Um, <laughs> Ava's here today. We couldn't cram her in the studio, but she she's is. here. <laughs> yes, she will be the companion at Crafty. Uh, she's a, she's amazing. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just the two of us. We, um, we do consulting work on the side to kind of make ends meet, but we're all in on this. This is our... This is what we're doing. Um, we we actually just uh, we got into Starvups, which is a, oh, a local. Oh, that's exciting! Yeah, it's a you compete to get in, and it's um, it's Oregon's oldest accelerator and only scale rater. Yeah. And so when you're in, you're in um, for the life of your company and beyond. And it's it's proving to be a very incredible, powerful group of people. And so we kind of see them as our extended team for sure. Mm, that's good. So do you guys have plans for growing? We do. We, um, I don't know if we're necessarily a hockey stick company where we're going to just scale big really quickly. Um, but we absolutely are, are, are scaling and we have, um, plans for that. Um, but we are fairly um, calculated in our process and how we want to move forward. We have some uh, definite values that we want to uh, match up as we move forward. And um, all this means something deep to us. So we won't be uh, going crazy, um, but we're definitely scaling. Um, we will actually be doing the, um, the Pitch Fest Northwest, um, hopefully getting on stage. We'll see. We have to clear through some hoops first but that would be great do you yeah. have your own kitchen or processing facility yeah. we do yeah Can and you i tell think us about it uh, sure and I, I think that yeah. that's part of what what it allows us to be so effective is that we as sarah asked earlier uh, sarah marshall we 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 do we did sort of lay that that out we didn't have a playbook to go to like we couldn't just say hey listen we're we're doing this kind of business so like can we we, we couldn't we didn't find something so we basically created this cell of a kitchen that we have uh, it's here in Portland and it's um, super efficient and super effective and you know for us we uh, we have we understand the metrics of what that does and what it can do we run one shift right now we know what that the top end of that is and then we have three shift capabilities there so it's exclusively ours um, it's uh, it's great, you know. It's it's like a machine. It's a part of one of the tools that we use in this process. And I, you know, together the synergy happens between us to get the the work done. And it's uh, we have a lot of technology in there, from dryers to sealers to all kinds of things that help us <coughs> at different phases of of our process. But uh, yeah, so we're the facility is is definitely the backbone of what we're doing. That's so cool. So, well, because what you guys do is really special. So you have to come up with a special technique and then stick with it. So it is. That's why I was wondering about scaling, because I would imagine it would be really hard to do because you have to you guys are used to you doing it. And it, I think we always want to keep it that way. I've kept it that way for a yeah. lot of time. I haven't really changed anything except for that. I've gotten bigger pots. That's about it. Um, and I think that that's OK. So I just wanted you guys to hear that, that yeah. it's OK to keep doing things the way that you're doing. Mm -hmm. And it's OK if people are pressuring you to to grow and to to blow things up that it's okay to say no so i just wanted yeah. you to hear that <laughs> we uh we're we're pretty pretty good at saying no actually we've said we actually coming out of fancy foods sort of said no to somebody that most people probably wouldn't have said no to but the reason was you know not because we weren't ready to scale because we actually are um we have um the ability to um either partner or 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 grow through um technology but we're just, you know, we're being careful. We're we're being very uh, conscientious about how we move forward, and that's that's part of who we are and how our business will yeah will I flourish. Think that's great. I think it's a great way to be. Good job, thank you, guys. you. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> it is. It actually, when you surround yourself um, with people that are, you know, just you know, getting bigger quickly. And I mean, that's great for them and, and great for the world in lots of ways. But when you have a slightly different perspective, it's, it is hard to, to come back and say, wait a second, 
what we said we wanted to do was this and really stick with that and know that that's going to drive us. Well, I think part of what helps you guys to stick to it is that you have a really great set of values on that I noticed on your website. And, um, you know, sometimes I go around and help people come up with mission and values at these conferences that I do. And um, you find that that's sometimes missing or that the mission and values involves more of like, you know, manufacturing or, um, or selling. And I think for you guys, what I noticed is that you really care about all of these things. And so if you just stick with those, then your business is going to keep reflecting that. So I think it's really great that you started out with that foundation of like great values. That's really really nice. nice. And actually I'm pretty humbled and blown away that you came to the Food Innovation Center and asked me for help because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I didn't really help you that much <laughs> after hearing about your design experience and stuff. I'm just like, oh my God, who are they? No, no, we did our water people. testing early on with you <laughs> and you you actually said something to us that, um, you know, you, you talked to us about how other dehydration companies, some of the errors that they had made and um, we listened to that and that actually helped us get oh, to our, our cell. We, we are experts on small scale commercial dehydrators because we have tried them all and you, we have which is your tried preference them and is it Excalibur or is it well Excaliburs are great they're very expensive though yeah. um, we um, you know we've tried some sort of no name brands Did as you well know Cabela's has dehydrators yeah we actually have a couple of those um, they're very uh, they're, they're kind of tough they, they take a beating uh, we also like the TSM brand which is um, a little bit more expensive, but all stainless steel. Mm-hmm. Um, and they make smaller ones. You can get one of those. That was our first one. You can get it and set it on your counter at home. Um, so, yeah, dehydration is a great way to preserve. Mm-hmm. I have a um, Weston dehydrator, and I love it. Yeah, that's a good one, too. I think we probably tried that one. Um, but, yeah, it's it, dehydration is rocks. <laughs> yeah. I think it's fun. When I did uh, the master canning program, I didn't really know much about um, well, it's master food preserving. So I, I did canning, but I also did dehydration, which I hadn't done a ton of. You know, I had made maybe dried apples before that. Yeah. But I really learned a lot. Like it's it is such a great tool and it's one that kind of um, for the home you know, people that want to dehydrate at home, I think it's a really great thing, but people don't do it that often, you know, mm-hmm. anymore. And I don't I know if it's, it's just kind because, of a fad. Yeah. Or the equipment, because it's a special piece of equipment and now yeah, everybody yeah. just wants to have an Instapot. So that's it. Yeah. And it is kind of big to sit <laughs> yeah. on your, on your counter, but I need to take some canning classes with you. Uh-huh. I, I feel like, I mean, I can, we, we make ferments, so I can let, you know, 20 pounds of bubbling cabbage sit on my counter for 30 days um but when it comes to canning i need i need your expertise well you can come over anytime excellent i love teaching people to can i want to pass it on to everybody you should bring she ava can, we can, can teach her yeah. i can can <laughs> i can can oh yes she can <laughs> i wanted to talk about what a typical day looks like for you guys i know since you do everything it probably changes every day but give give our listeners an idea of what a day looks like for you Actually, this is a really good question, and I have often thought that somebody needs to come up with a website where people can just enter what their day looks like so that we can all compare and say, oh, it's very similar to what everybody else is doing. I don't feel so bad. Um, So we... um, I get up early. I I try to get up before the sun comes up, um, and we just you know it's it is it is a, a sort of an ebb and flow depending on what we have going on that weekend. There's you know we're we're still labeling our bags, so um, I am if I'm down the product the the labeler is down. Um, I'm the product labeler, so we're you know doing labels. We're um, you know ordering our produce. We're prepping for whatever blends we need and we have started making larger batches now so so that's super helpful but we also homeschool our daughter so you know it's pretty much it's just work um for working for you know the company oomph doing consulting um our daughter you know takes a lot of music um so it was a lot of music happening in the house and feeding ourselves and sleeping and (laughs) You know, we, I know there are probably some friends out there listening. We miss you. We feel like we, it is, it is a bit of a, of a tough road to hoe when you have so much going on. I know that all of you founders out there understand it, but 
uh, yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty narrow path. narrow path. Yeah, I always have to have my friends meet me at the farmers market. So when I've, I've had this time off, you know, and so I don't see anybody. So I'm that's why I'm so excited to go back because it's like every time if I have somebody I haven't seen for a while, I'm like, hey, I'm going to be at the market Saturday. Can you come visit? Oh, that's a great <laughs> idea. It's the, it's the best way to visit my pals, but <laughs> then you know, also we're there with our stuff. But mm-hmm. um, you know, it's the only way I really get to connect with people for more than like two minutes. That's you wonderful. Know? Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, and to just to add on to that, we do, you know, we, we do map out our weeks, and, and, our, and our process is really a, a couple of stages. You know, like Christine said, we're ordering produce, so we're getting in wet, and then we're prepping for dehydration, then we're getting it to a dehydrated state, and then sometimes that then gets stored, and then we go into grinding, milling, and, and then packaging phases. So the, the, the weeks are cumulative, you know, and it's based on us sort of uh, maintaining inventory, you know, uh, f- fulfilling orders, and like Christine said, preparing for events. So, you know, it's uh, it's um, it's an ongoing process, and where it's constantly sort of uh, ebbing and flowing, like she said, for sure. Cool. That sounds like a big jam-packed day full of greatness. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds very it similar is. to my days. <laughs> yeah, I think that you know, if you love it, you you just you find that passion for what you're doing, and you just keep doing it the the goal is just to persistence and just to keep putting one foot in front of the other and you have those days where you're just like oh my god i'm tired or i'm whatever you just fill in the blank and you just you just have to remember why you're doing what you're doing and then you just go go forth Mm -hmm. and make it happen well, that's um, that brings us to our one of our final questions, where we don't have too much time left. But um, what do you have any advice for people that are thinking yeah. about going into business or new business people? Any advice to pass on? Well, um, I would just say something we tell our daughter is that it's going to be hard. Um, you know, if you're if you're going to get into something, love it. Just do it because you're following your bliss, literally, and it means something to you, and it means something to, to the world in a bigger way. And you know, there's, there's persistence truly is the key. And to surround yourself with people that are doing similar things, because that kind of community can be incredibly uh, helpful, and especially in Portland. Uh, this is this is an amazing community of people. If you're looking at the food business. I, I we feel very grateful. Uh, so yeah, surround yourself with people doing the same thing, and go for it. Yeah, I mean, I would just totally echo that. I think that um, there's there's a value in in trying to uh, count on the community, and, and mm-hmm. that there's um, there's a lot of resources available. You know, you you gotta just ask, and, and that That's true. you know, there's. Um, persistence will definitely take you you know because ideas are 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 a start but it's the execution it's the getting it done kind of side and you know that's a that's a drive right and it's got to be that passion's got to be there so that you 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 push through when it's when it's slow or when it's tough you know and you're constantly you have a bigger plan in place and, and you can um you can see through some of the the trivialities when they present themselves and you know just uh believe in what you're doing believe in yourself and, I, and your team. I think there's an opportunity right now through Oregon State University and Built Oregon if anyone's interested in applying for that. Um, I think that's also a business accelerator. Yeah, they're an accelerator. Actually, we're both mentors for Built. Okay. Um, but yeah, they are uh, right now accepting applications for their accelerator. And I did notice that it said um, 500K to one point. Five million in revenue, but I think that that is. Don't let that deter you from um, applying. I think that uh, they're they're definitely open minded and really excited about what's happening yeah. uh, in the community here. Yep. I think to all our food maker pals out there, um, the message that is being shown is that you're not alone. I know sometimes it feels really <laughs> <Yeah>. lonely, and <laughs> I I always tell Sarah that when I very first started, I didn't really have anybody to talk to. So even when you guys mentioned going in and seeing her at the Food Innovation Center, you become this like 
person that we can go talk to because mm. we, you are very alone. And even though you guys had each other, I did too with my husband. And sometimes it's just somebody starting something only alone. So it's nice to know that there's a community of people out there. Right. And a lot of things have developed since then where we can connect online with each other. We're both part of the Pacific Northwest Food Makers Packaging Group or whatever long name it's called. But it's been a really nice sounding board for all of us to connect and support each other and just be able to bounce off questions. And um, so it makes us not be lonely. Yeah. Yeah, and just to let everyone know, the service providers were removed from that listserv. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm not on there anymore. Oh. Yeah. It's by founders, for founders, and it's yeah. gotten fairly strict about that. Oh. So I think that's uh, that's all right. Yeah. You can have our little zone. Little <laughs> <laughs> um, I, the other thing I would add is that, um, you know, uh, well, you just... You know, if you surround yourself with people that that are are doing like minded things, but also um, to just uh, remember that, uh, you know, you don't have to do things the same as everybody else. And so if you have a new idea and you have a new way of doing something, it, you don't feel like you have to get um, kind of routed into a, a tr traditional path that that's the way. Uh, wonder happens and change making happens. So, um, yeah. Yeah, just and make sure you're following the food safety regulations. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely <laughs> follow food safety. In fact, our ag guy is awesome. We yeah. love him. We totally see him yeah. as a partner in, in this. And, yeah, you, you know, tap into your agriculture person, and they're great. Yeah, I think that, you know, seeing you, Sarah, in the beginning actually sort of helped us, um, you know, ensure that, you know, that was a step we wanted to take because we, yeah. we understood all of the things that Food Innovation Center was and we wanted to sort of connect ourselves to that. Uh, and then just another sort of thing about the Food Innovation Center, when I tell people that we've, we, we've gone there and that we've, we've, we've engaged, they're so curious and so, so excited that that's a resource. Like yeah. from other states, you know, in the in the country, not everyone has it, and mm -hmm. it's not that accessible. And so it's a it's a it's a truly uh, 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 value add. And for entrepreneurs, it, it, it's sort of it's answering questions way sooner than than if you didn't have it. You know, where right. someone Speeds said that now you have to go do this because of what X, Y, and Z. You know, if we go out on the front side and, and meet people like you, it's it's awesome. It's nice. Well, unfortunately, everybody, we're out of time. No. So it was so great to have you both in the studio. Thank you for doing what you do. We yes, really appreciate you, so you and your product and your family. And thanks for coming in Very today. Very tasty. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. We record Missoni and Marshall inside of Ned Space. Listen live Friday mornings at 9 a.m. and catch up on past shows on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you to Alon, our audio engineer, and Chelsea, our production assistant. If you want to be a guest on the show, you could um, sign in to startupradionetwork.com and leave us a message, and we will be back next week. Bye. Bye for now. Oregon State University's College of Agricultural Sciences and the Food Innovation Center are proud sponsors of the Meaningful Marketplace. Committed to serving all Oregonians with the mission to advance the science that lives at the crossroads of conservation and production. We are inspired by the creativity of food innovation, new economic opportunities, and new experiences. Because food brings people together. You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen. Learn. Launch. 10% of our gross revenue goes directly to women entrepreneurs in developing countries around the world through Kiva's microfinance program.